Hello, sisters. Welcome to the Sisters in Zion podcast. This is Danielle. Daniel, I am from San Diego, California, and I'm here with my bestie, Kirsten. Hey, aloha, everybody. Super excited to be here, of course. (laughs) (laughs) We always um, love when we get to connect and record these podcasts. I don't know about you guys, but we have definitely been going through a lot of processing and a lot of figuring things out. And we decided you know, this podcast, when we decided to do this long time ago, it was really just to record our conversations because we are exploring and thinking through things and trying and seeking understanding and enlightenment, as well as feeling through the pain and the joy and all of that. And the purpose was to just share conversations, not necessarily that we have all the answers. We've never been, you know, this this big podcast on scriptorian or authoritative answers on anything. It's just our journey. And hopefully, and it can be relatable for what you guys are all going through as well. And this past week has definitely been a bigger one for us of just processing a lot of things. And we actually want to be open and upfront about what we've been processing and thinking and pondering and praying and understanding this um, with all the changes in the world and all the changes in the church. I think that we see even my own heart that I have struggled with things that I usually don't struggle with. And it's, it's, I'm getting to know myself so much better. And the thing I feel like I'm learning the most is having patience and non-judgment for myself and allowing that process because you know, Kirsten and I talked the other day and after we got off the phone and I, I was kind of processing, why am I feeling like angry and triggered and, and all of these things. Um, and I realized it was because of self judgment. When you really tear back all the layers, it's because of self judgment versus self acceptance and love. And that really helped me when I was in my, you know, PPM, my pray, ponder, meditate, well, with the Lord. And that helped me see how can I not judge myself for the experiences and the emotions, the thoughts that are creating the emotions, right. Um, and the journey I'm going through. And so I guess, you know, we want to dive into the topic. I'm just kind of skirting around it for a minute. Um, but we do want to talk about with the church releasing information on urging, um, members to be vaccinated and to wear a mask. And that is, we haven't spoke much about it. We know there's um, a lot of difference in opinions on all of this. I have, um, some friends and some people in my ward that are, um, just a hundred percent like, yep. Okay. Doing all of that. All, all done. Checkbox done. And then I've got a lot of us in my ward as well as my friends that have, have some reservations about it and with some valid reasons, valid, valid reservations. And so I have been on the reservation side of it. And so we want to talk a little bit about our process and what we're thinking and how that's um, evolving for Kirsten and I. Yeah. Thank you for that, um, that context and that intro. And I, I second everything that you said, um, want to just share really like, um, gosh, where do we start on all of this? Because I feel like before that announcement, I want to go back a little bit and just talk about really the last year of, of what we've come, like, it's so interesting because about, gosh, a week ago, um, 
I was, uh, well, let me just say a week and two days ago, I was really struggling with um, my my testimony of certain aspects of the gospel, um, not necessarily like some of my core beliefs, right? But I was really struggling with just grasping on to, do I fully believe this? You know, like I, I have faith in this, right? But but we're testing my, my belief um, and my knowledge of certain aspects of the gospel. And I was really struggling like Friday night, Saturday morning. I just was telling my husband, I'm like, I just don't, I feel like just my foundation has really, and, and this is me being dramatic. Okay. Like there are, there's certainly pillars that are there that are not going anywhere, but there's a, a lot of my foundation that felt like it was crumbling and I'm, and it's based on all of the changes that have happened. And, and because of the way that maybe I was raised or what I perceived about how I was raised growing up in the church I thought, okay, you know, young womanhood medallion, check, you know, uh, Eagle Scout, check, not me, but, you know, just, just looking at like the, <laughs> I didn't get my Eagle Scout, I know, shocker, but, um, you know, duty to God, check, like primary activity, check, like all these things, like, okay, we got to do these things and this makes us validated. This, this is how we can know that we're on the right path. This is how we can know that this is the, the path of safety, that w- it will lead us back to God and then we will be okay. Right. And so there's a lot of those things that have changed or gone away and that's not how it is anymore. Um, and even changes within the temple and the way that they, they do things there. I, I'm realizing like, Oh, so that didn't matter. Like, Oh, I, you know, just, just, things like that, that I'm looking back and I'm going, wait a second, if that's okay, that it changed, then was it ever really essential for my salvation in the first place? Right. And so then I'm looking at, well, what is essential for my salvation? Like, do I even know what's essential for my salvation? Like maybe I don't know, you know, so then I'm, I'm seeking that. And the good news is I'm seeking it from the Lord. Like I, I really am. And that's the pattern that we've been taught. And, and I will continue to, to go down that path. I'm not, I'm not like YouTubing, you know, whatever, some garbage, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to read some, I mean, cause you can really find whatever you want to find, you know? So I'm seeking answers from the Lord. I'm, I'm choosing to hear him, but there was a couple of days um, last week where I really was lost. I, I lost it. I mean, I was just freaking out. And I told my husband, like I was crying. I don't know what's wrong with me, you know, and here's what happened. This is what I want to share with you is the most tender mercy ever. And this happened before the first presidency statement about vaccines. And so I just, I know that the Lord has got us. He's got each and every one of you, like where you're at, you're safe, you're okay. And and this is how I know this. So during my little moment, my, my two days of like questioning everything, and I don't know if I can be a part of this anymore and just blah, 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 just kind of throwing a little tantrum. I received one phrase from the spirit and the spirit said to me, what about the plan of salvation? And I, and I kind of received that question in my mind. And, and I said, yeah, I like that one. Like, I was like, yeah, I can go with that. I'm into that. Yeah, let's go there. And, and it took me back to, the spirit took me to the foundation of my testimony. Actually, what I do believe, what I do know, what the spirit has manifested to me as true. 
And that was the plan of salvation. So that was good. I was like, okay, I can hang on to that. Right. And Danielle, I know you've had some experiences too, maybe that you might want to share about what you can hang on to. Right. So the next day was Sunday and I went to church and I was sitting in my sacrament meeting and, you know, just listening. And I just got to tell you, like, uh, there was a couple of speakers that just the, the spirit just washed over me. I was sobbing during sacrament meeting. I'm sitting over there. My kids are probably being wild, running under benches. I don't know what they were doing, but I was having a very spiritual experience. And what that was is the speaker started talking. His whole talk was about the plan of salvation. And the Lord said to me in that sacrament meeting, he said to me, Kirsten, you know, I've got you. And, and then the, the speaker proceeded to tell me, you know, tell all of us all about the plan of salvation. And I, and I went up to that speaker after he was finished with his, his words. And, and I just thanked him. I said, thank you. You like, you have no idea. I really needed to hear that today. That was for me. And he goes, yeah, oh, it's interesting. Cause I actually was going to speak about something else. And, and then I just started speaking about the plan of salvation. It just came out and I started really crying. I was like, okay, now I'm going to turn away because I'm like going to be a hot mess now. You know, and I just said, thank you. And I walked away and I just, I took that tender mercy. I took that. And, and now like I can hold on to that. I have that with me. And, you know, before we, maybe before we jump into, you know, what happened the next week, Danielle, I, I think it would be wonderful for you to share about how the spirit has done that for you. Um, in holding on to, you know, a word or a phrase. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think probably a lot of um, our sisters out there have had similar phrases that just anchor them. And I think it's interesting how the Lord just uses these little line upon line, right? Precept upon precept to keep us anchored in what really matters. Um, And so I'll, I'll backtrack. And I've shared a little bit about this on the podcast before my father, um, decided to leave the church about four years ago. And that really shook me because I didn't realize how much my testimony was pillared upon, you know, my relationship with my father in the church. And so I, as I was praying to understand, cause they said they prayed and they got an answer to leave the church. And, and I just was like, what? And I just couldn't really understand. So I was praying to the Lord, just asking him, is this even true anymore? I just, and one word that came to my head was priesthood at the time. And and then the next day that I was praying about it, the word um, pride came, because I was asking, why did they want to leave? And the word just pride came to my mind, but it was with love. It wasn't a judgment. It was just the word priesthood. And then the reason why they left was pride. And so the priesthood anchored me. I thought, you're right. He has a priesthood upon the earth. That is how he has organized ordinances, right? And so fast forward now, four years, and I had one sibling that was left um, active in the church, my youngest sister. And a couple weeks ago, so Kirsten and I, it's funny that we went through simultaneous. I hadn't even told her about my sister. That's what's funny is that simultaneously her and I started just having these deeper rooted questions. And so my, I was with my sister in the, um, about a month ago, right from now. And she told me that she had left the church and doesn't believe it's true at all anymore. And my immediate reaction was to go call Kirsten and process it in my little, you know, LDS box. What does that mean? And all that. And the Lord stopped me and he says, hold on, 
just stay with me on this. And I'm like, okay. So I did. I just stayed with him. I prayed and he just showed me so much love for my family and for my sister. And he gave me a word and it was covenants. And I just thought, okay. So I processed the word covenants and I've got the word priesthood. And I know the Lord's always had a covenant people and he's made covenants with us. And I just started really seeing that there are foundational, like Kirsten was saying, foundational truths in the gospel. Some of these little things that I feel like that distract us um, are just that they're there to, they distract us and it doesn't replace all those foundational truths. But at that time I was questioning and I, I'll be vulnerable. I'll share. It was really, really hot when I was visiting my sister in Utah this summer. And as she was telling me that she did and that she's just found so much more peace with her life. And I'm just said, that's, you know, I want you to feel peace and the peace is the Lord anyway. And so I was, the Lord was showing me not to keep every single thing in my limited box of judgment. And I think sometimes if we can step out of our box of judgment of how we see it, it really helps us to see things with love and, and maybe a slightly more eternal perspective, like what the Lord has. This is a speck of time for my sister and what she's going through. There's so much more to her life and her existence that will come together that I just don't understand. So what I was saying was as she was telling me this and she's just like saying, no, it's not true. No, it's totally all. Yeah. It's all false. I have, I've read stuff. It's false. And there was a, it was really hot. And there was a twinge part of me that had this thought, well, maybe I'll read that stuff. So it'll convince me it's not true. And then I don't have to wear garments when it's so hot. (laughs) And I was like, whoa. I, and I thought it was interesting that I even had the thought. I was like, wait a second. And so I, I like that I did because what, what that temptation was showing me was that I would have to be looking for a reason for it to not be true in order to go yeah. to like get rid of something, some aspect or, or fill it or whatever. <laughs> See, yeah. If you would have just called me, I would have just said, just take them off. But the church is still true. It's fine. You, you can put them back on. It's not a big deal. Okay. Just go jump in a swimming pool. Take your time for the rest of the day. Don't have any judgment on yourself. And then come back home, put them back on. You'll be fine. Like, don't, don't get so intensely attached to the meaning of like, oh, I'm going to be a this or that with my garments or not. You know, and I think that like, there's a fine line because I do love my garments of the holy priesthood, by the way, that's what I start calling them when I get that way. Cause I certainly have had moments, you know, where I think I don't want to wear them or whatever, but I I've had other moments where the Lord has shown me that they are the garment of the holy priesthood and what a blessing and honor. Right. Anyway, that's a total side tangent, but I just feel like we all have, we hold, I love that you said like the little box of judgment, like, ah, like, what would happen if I did that? If I took them off and then I put them back on and I, or if I didn't wear them to a, to a party one time or, you know, like it's not saying that you should or shouldn't. Okay. That's not the point. Cause right. if my mother was it listening to me right now, one time thing thought it wasn't just that afternoon. I was saying like, yeah. so anyway, yeah. it was just interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the- it is interesting. Sorry. I was going off on that. Cause I just feel like 
Oh, I get stuck. Well, I think we all get stuck in these little boxes where we think like, oh, if I do this, then I'll be a bad person, you know, and I don't, it can really create a lot of judgment. Like you said, in the beginning, that self judgment was, was it self judgment? Is that what you said? Or self? Yeah. And I can, we can talk about where, how that even conversation came about with the Lord, but I, I do I do think there's um, something we have to look at living the letter of the law and the spirit of the mm. law. And that's what I yes. want to focus our you know, conversation on. And it has nothing really to do with, you know, garments or not, but it was just yeah. how interesting how it, you do have to be seeking and um, a reason you have to be seeking. I'm going to read this and it's going, Oh, now I know it's true. Okay. Now I can feel better about like not being involved with this church anymore. And if that's your path, that's your learning lesson in your journey, no judgment. Like, again, what is it you want? I want to Mm. live my covenants. I feel such a strong desire to live the high, the higher law that's been given on this earth. Now there are Mm -hmm. other beautiful and amazing truths that are out there in and tools that are out there in many other places and philosophies and religions and, and they're great. And so they're not, I just think it's different paths and everyone's seeking that enlightenment and to be close to God. But we also have not only enlightenment and close to God, we have covenants and priesthood and we have a piece of what can get us through that gate to our father. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you want to say something before I go. Um, I do want to say something, but if you have something, it's, it's a little bit of a different story. So you want me to do that? Okay, (laughs) cool. So I just want to tell, it's a quick story. Um, a couple months ago, I was with a group of my girlfriends. We went and stayed down at a hotel in town and it was just fun. We were just having a great time. And, and, um, one of the girls in the morning, we're just going to Starbucks, you know, just to grab a coffee in the morning and all that. But, um, I was in this coffee shop and I was sitting there thinking about why I would not be getting a cup of coffee. Right. And I was just thinking about it. And, and truthfully, I just really wanted to get a cup of coffee. I just did. I just wanted to try it with Starbucks. It was delicious. They were giving it out for free. They were, you know, handing it to us, you know, and it's, it's not, there's no judgment on this whatsoever. I mean, goodness gracious. I love caffeine. I, you know, I've got all kinds of things with that for myself, but I was not going to partake of the coffee. I just decided that it was kind of against, you know, the word of wisdom. And so I didn't really want to do it at that time, but I were not going to partake of the fruit, decided not to partake of that cocoa bean fruit, right? Cacao or coffee bean fruit. But I thought about it for the rest of the day. I was just telling the Lord, I was telling the Lord, you know what? Honestly, I don't think this is that big of a deal. I really don't. I don't think anybody that drinks, I don't think coffee is bad. I think there's a lot of worse things on the earth. I mean, like monster energy drinks. Hello, Red Bull. Like, oh my gosh, like what the heck? What is this? I don't get it. Right. And so it took a little while throughout the day. He just kind of let me process and think all my thoughts. But then Later, the spirit said to me, do you, what do you think it was like back in the, you know, early 1800s where they didn't have all of the, the law of the Lord, you know, it's just, it's just the law of the Lord. He, he gave it to you as a gift. It wasn't a, 
requirement, right? The law is not a requirement. The law is a gift. So the law allows you to unlock further stages of enlightenment and connection and the mysteries of God. And if your body is so kind of like cloudy with, with certain foods and drinks and whatever, and it's not necessarily to say coffee is the only one. I mean, I feel like overindulgence of sugar and, you know, white flour and, and food dyes and all that kind of stuff. It clouds our bodies. Right. But the Lord said this to me, he goes, you are always praying to be closer to me, to unlock more of the mysteries of God. So living this law of the word of wisdom is one of the ways that you can be close to me. Do you want more laws or less laws? And in that conversation with him, I was like, no more. I want more. Yes more. Give me more. I, I'm ready. I want more. And then he was kind of more like, are you like, and, and, and this is what's so neat about the conversations with Christ, right? It's not a judgment. He's not judging me. He's just like my best friend. And he's like, Hmm, are you ready for more laws? And I'm, and then I was like, uh, sometimes I'm not, no, I'm not. You're right. I'm still just processing on this one little tiny law that I I'm still figuring out how to do. And he's like, cool, that's great. I love you exactly where you're at. Don't even worry about it. But when you, and maybe some of our listeners, you find yourself asking for more, you're like, oh, heavenly father, like I want to feel closer to you. I want to feel more. I want to understand more. I want to comprehend more. I want, uh, uh, I want my, my heart and mind to be wide open to you know, potentially becoming a part of Zion and translation, like all these other things that we know are right there at our fingertips. I believe that, that there will be further laws that are required to live. And I don't, I don't mean that in a negative way at all. It's like, it's like somebody handing you a little gift box and saying, Hey, here's the key to this. Do you want this key? And if your answer is yes, then yes. And if not, then no worries. Stay exactly where you're at and find the most joy in that moment where exactly where you're at that you possibly can. Yeah, I love that story. It's such a good example. And, and I do, I think you're right. Laws aren't like restrictions. They're actually just universal laws that God operates. Every single blessing is predicated upon a law that we've lived. It's not like, Oh, I begged enough it's not begging <laughs> enough for a blessing isn't living, isn't how the blessing is given. It is um, given through um, living the laws of miracles. All miracles have laws. And so um, I like that, you know, he showed you that and I, that he's not, he's just there with us through the whole journey. So I want to, I want to take us now to, you know, when all of Again, this conversation, you guys, is really just what we've been processing. There is no side division. I think the most important thing is creating harmony and um, unity. And so that's where, you know, Kirsten and I are seeking. And um, when, when I'll just be honest, when COVID first hit and, in, in, you know, in the media, I should say, when it was first was hitting in the media in 2020 in March, obviously, we all know. Um, I did go to in, you know, in prayer, cause I've studied a lot of the last day's timeline stuff. And I wondered, is this the plague? I got, came pretty quickly, you know, and I, I got a strong impression that it was not. 
and that it was a grace for us. And I think I've shared that already on the pods, but, um, in that time I felt, you know, I prayed and I, again, the prophet has been telling us for a long time to hear him and to seek personal revelation. And it won't be possible to survive without personal revelation. And that's been all his counsel from the pulpit for, for the last while, um, before, you know, 2020 hit. And so when all that happened, I, I thought like, what, what is this about? And I felt, um, strongly that, you know, it was just kind of a test period, a grace period and a test. Those are the two words that came to my mind, test and grace then, but I also know, and I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, I've taught constitution classes for a really long time. And, and also of course, studying the book of Mormon, you learn about secret combinations. And so when our world got, um, shut down across the globe, that's what kind of took me back. I, I went to one of my friends that I teach the constitution with in San Diego. And I said, this is that group, huh? This is this group that we've been talking about that have been basically infiltrating our, um, our constitution. So that's hanging by a thread. So in, in both sides of politics, just so you guys know, this is not a political side thing. It's been infiltrated, um, since Woodrow Wilson. So we won't go into that. This is not that type of a discussion, but what I want to talk to you about. So that's kind of what happened for me. So then I and Kirsten and I have kind of gone through, you know, prayer and our own discernment, looking into things before, you know, injecting anything, we'll just say into our bodies and being very intentional about um, what I'm what decisions I'm making with all the pressure and all the things going on in the world. So that's kind of what brought us, you know, around to, again, what happened this last week when the church released their second statement. So the first statement they released, um, about, about themselves getting vaccinated. And I just said, yeah, that's great. That's what they felt inspired to do. We all have personal revelation, but the second statement, um, really threw me for a little bit of a loop. I don't know if Kirsten want to talk a little bit about that as well, but, um, it, and, and what threw me for the loop, and this is where it goes back to the self-judgment was that all of a sudden I felt like, am I, um, not following a prophet of God. And I, I started getting like, oh my gosh, that's not, I, and I started judging myself and having this fear that I'm not following God. And, and so maybe second question, this whole last year and a half that I have received personal revelation for me and my health. And all of a sudden I was like having this fear. I want to be close to God. And I'm not doing what's close to God. And I realized it was, yeah, it was a judgment um, on myself. And Kirsten even reminded me, she said, you have been receiving revelation from God this entire time. So, you know, it just, it, it brought me back to center about um, where I'm at with, with my journey and with God. And I, I want to just assure you guys that um, this isn't a reason to leave the church. This isn't a reason to believe all of it's all false. All it's all, all, all crap them because they said this and I questioned that. I kind of questioned like, wait a second, you know, why are, why are we, you know, promoting when people's bodies are so different we don't know even in the ingredients, we don't know this long-term effects. There's just a lot of questions I have in this field. And so, so I, again, had to come back down to the foundation. What are those foundational truths? And those that I know are the book of Mormon. I know president Nelson's a prophet of God. And I do know that this church is led by Christ. 
Yeah, thank you. I One thing that I think is so important that I just love, I love the most out of this whole thing, out of all this, the statement from the first presidency and what you're saying is it has led all of us to seek more personal revelation. Like, you know, I, I heard that statement and the first thing I did was just say a prayer and, and check in with God and, and like, you know, what do I think about this? And, you know, and then um, I have a, a family text message, you know, with my parents and my brothers and sisters and in-laws and, and we were all sharing different talks with each other, you know, like, oh, I found this talk about this and I found this, you know, and I, and we were all reading the talks and then commenting on the talks and, and forming our own opinions with, with no judgment and actually just a lot of love for each of us and where we are and expressing our desire to remain unified as a family and also expressing that, you know, kind of commitment or, or kind of exhortation to remain unified in our communities. Cause we live all over the world, you know, my family does. And so just talking about how we want to be the people in our church communities, in our, in our, you know, school communities who, <clears throat> remain unified in love with others, no matter what choice they, they make about a vaccine or a mask or not. It's like each of us just being the light of Christ as much as possible to love people where they are and understand where they are in their journey of acceptance of whatever it is. You know what I mean? No, no matter which topic it is. And my sister-in-law, she shared a talk from like 1981 and it was really, really hardcore. Like it was like, follow the prophet, do not, you know, he, his word is law, like do everything he says, don't question it. Like it was like really intense. And it, I, I cried a couple of times when I read it. Cause I was just like, oh my gosh, I was checking myself. I was checking my pride and, and you know, who am I to think I know more than the prophet or whatever, you know, and then, but, but it was okay that I thought all those things. It was just a nice experience. It doesn't mean that I was like, going to make some immediate decision. Then I heard another statement from somebody else who has been with Elder Christofferson, who was talking about, well, what about my free agency? And, and I actually really don't like that. I feel like everybody, I, what I see on social media, people are like, but don't take away my free agency. And, and the first presidency is like, we didn't. So I don't really think free agency is the issue here. It's just a matter of what are you going to do? What are you going to choose to do with your free agency? And anyway, so there was that. <clears throat> and then the other part of this for me was what I have felt in my heart personally. This is where I'm at. And I certainly could change and evolve. I'm actually fasting today to seek greater understanding. And again, the good news is this, that I'm fasting, that I'm, I'm seeking the Lord humbly and that you are seeking the Lord humbly. That is what he wants from us is to turn to him. And what I know for sure is that we're all going to receive our own personal revelation, our own answer that we can know without a doubt that we are in alignment with God's will for our lives. And that might look a little bit different. This is a new experience. And the word unprecedented comes back to me. I think I may have spoken about this in a, in a previous pod because the pres uh, president Nelson in his last address to us in the, in the most pre previous general conference uh, for this pod would be um, April of 2021. His last conference address, he said that the times that are coming will be unprecedented, right? And when I heard that word unprecedented, I was like, oh my gosh, like 
what does that mean? I'm like, well, literally unprecedented means it hasn't happened before. And so that made me like, I got a little bit excited and also a little bit nervous because I feel like what's happening for me right now is I'm looking to the past to, you know, in, in scripture, in conference talks and things like that, to try to find a reason for, for making a decision a certain way or, you know, and the truth is that moving forward, um, although the scriptures and the words of the prophets are valid and they are important moving forward, as the prophet has said himself, personal revelation is how we will move forward. It's how we will do this. And as I, I didn't, finish the statement I was saying about Elder Christofferson, but in that conversation that he was having with someone, he was saying in, in like a state conference or something, they were, they were there together recently. And he said, you know, the church needed to make that statement to keep the temples open. You, you understand that, right? We are running a worldwide global church. We have to follow these laws of the land. We have to have certain things that we, we have in place, you know, um, to keep the temples open, to keep missionary work going. And so, but it's still, the prophet would tell you, if he was sitting in front of you himself, he would still tell you, seek your own personal revelation. And when I think about President Nelson and his, you know, his prophetic mission, I will always say like his, his, the, the theme, really the theme of President Nelson's um, being a prophet has, has really been personal revelation, hear him and seek personal revelation. And that's what's really um, helping me to just kind of move forward in my life right now without feeling a lot of judgment for not currently choosing to get a vaccine. Um, and, and again, not saying it's bad on one way or it's good on another way. Um, I do think following the profit with exactness is valuable. Um, I certainly would, would share that message, you know, in my, in a testimony. And I also think personal revelation is valuable. And so we're, in an unprecedented time right now where we are learning, like it's, it's almost like there's a new law given. The, the new law is like follow the prophet and seek personal revelation and figure out how that works for you. Like who does that? I don't know anyone. I don't know. I've never had to do this before. I've never, I don't know anybody in my family that's had to do this before or my friend groups, but we're doing this together. And most importantly, we're seeking the Lord's hand in our lives. And we're doing it with as little judgment as possible and as much love for our brothers and sisters as possible. Yeah. And that won't lead you wrong. Your personal revelation is always going to be trumps everything. Um, we have example of that in the scriptures. Uh, if we look at one of the 10 commandments, thou shalt not kill. Okay. That's the letter of the law, right? So I just want to, you know, let's take us down this. That's an actual commandment. So Moses wrote, and so let's say, well, it doesn't, it doesn't say thou shalt not kill unless you go to war or unless it's in self-defense or unless a bear is going to attack, you know, attack you. Of course, that's not a man, but, um, but I'm just saying like, it's saying thou shalt not kill period. It's not giving you scenarios of personal experiences or personal circumstances that might come up where in self-defense or war times or whatever it may be, that that might not apply in that way. And we have an experience of that with Nephi. And this wasn't war. He was seeking the plates. They tried to go about getting the plates cordially, even traded all their gold and they did everything they could. And when it came down to it, what does the Lord tell them to do? 
He said, all right, then kill him. <laughs> he didn't agree. He didn't. I, I gave him chances. Go ahead and kill him. And, and so it wasn't self-defense. That wasn't a war. That was so he could get the plates, which are exactly what we read today. And so I'm just saying, if we look at the letter of the law, there are personal circumstances and personal revelation is going to trump that. And that's where I think it's very important. Like, you know, President Nelson has been saying in in past conferences and for the last, you know, while that he's been even speaking um, as a prophet, um, I think 2016 and or 2018. Anyway, so I can't remember the year, but 18, this, yeah. 18, yeah. so this is where I just love that they will also honor that personal. The Lord is the personal revelation. So what is more important? And I think it's great. There are some people who are just like, Hey, the prophet said it. I didn't. That's great. That's their, that's your journey. That's your learning. That's exactly, that's perfect for that person. And for those of you who may be on the fence and have other, you know, questions like Kirsten and I have, um, I, the only thing I can say is seek personal revelation about it. And so one of the things Kirsten and I have kind of talked about and we've been doing is, is not watching the media um, at all. And even people who are posting negative on social media for whatever side there's, you know, whatever side, everything's being polarized, both sides are negative information. So what if we were just to go to the Lord? And I, you know, I had a, I did a podcast with um, somebody the other day in my, in my career um, or for my business. And she mentioned something, you know, and uh, that the media had said, and I was just kind of thought, I'm like, wow, if you didn't watch the media, you probably wouldn't even know that about the world. And so media and, and the things we look at in social media, um, are creating a global consciousness, right? It's creating more of an issue than, and, and just so you guys know, media has to paint the negativity for two reasons, even though it's less than 1% of reality of what's happening. But the main reason is because, um, they get more viewers with fear, and they get more sales, advertisers. They've tried doing positive spin on stories and it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell literally um, in the advertisers in between their segments and they, their sales plummeted when they did positive news stories. So they, so again, they got to spin the negative. Um, my, my state presidency in San Diego sent us out a, an email and I really appreciated one thing that they said. Um, well, a lot of things that they said, but the one thing I'm going <laughs> to only one, huh? Only one thing. <laughs> it said, the San Diego state presidency would like to add that we continue to encourage all members, regardless of where they stand on these issues to strive for harmony, love and inclusion mm. in our wards. And I just, I was so glad that they said that versus, um, not honoring our personal revelation and our personal circumstance and our personal journey to get to where the Lord will re reveal something else yeah. or something different than our journey is at right now. Oh, I love that. I'm so happy to hear that. I just think it's really, really important. So, you know, we always want this pod to be truthful. It, it reveals our honest feelings and our journey of where we're at. Um, and I hope that it helps you to just, you know, whatever feelings that you're feeling right now, um, 
I hope you have a good friend that you can talk to who, who loves the Lord and can just hold that space for you. If, if this podcast is that for you and you're listening to us, I, I hope you feel our love and our friendship for you and knowing, you know, that each of us are on this really, really special journey and that there's always so much more love available from our savior. It's the judgment and the blame and the shame and the guilt that does not come from the Lord at all. Like under any circumstances, that is from Satan and his followers. And one thing that I've learned too, and I feel like I'm still just learning it now is that when I, um, well, okay, this is what I want to say. I find that Satan can really get a hold of whatever it is that you are vulnerable about and exploit that weakness to keep you away from the Lord. Does that make sense? Like it's so no matter what it is about you or your life or yourself or your spouse or your family or whatever, your belief in something, it's like whatever that is. Satan will try to use it so that you continue away from the light, from our Savior, Jesus Christ. And all we really have to do is call upon his name, come back into his presence by, through, through prayer, mostly, just really asking to be there and using other tools like scripture and meditation, um, you know, listening to little things that we can do um, for me. Um, one thing that I know for sure, this is what's been really, really helpful for me is over the last, gosh, I want to say like a year or more, but more recently in the last like six months or so, I think as I've come closer to the Lord through my other practices, the spirit has been telling me over and over, Kirsten, you, if you want to be closer to me, you really need to get control of your indulgences with food and drinks and things like that. So I don't drink alcohol, but I do love caffeine. I do love sugar and, you know, all kinds of other things, right? And and not only do I use these, these foods to create certain feelings or <clears throat> to, I don't know, hide an emotion or whatever. It's just my own journey of it. But it's, it's really taking away the Lord's ability to speak to me clearly. So, so he's just been telling me with love, over the last year or so, hey, <clears throat> maybe if you weren't so, I'm going to use the word addicted, because I think it is some kind of an addiction. Um, if you weren't so addicted to this, this way of being with food or caffeine or whatever, then maybe you would have a little bit more room in your life for more personal revelation, right? And I would just put it off, put it off, put it off, because my, my mind goes, well, I'm not breaking the word wisdom. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, drinking alcohol or I'm not doing drugs or I'm not, you know, whatever. But in the spirit's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You know, it's my own journey of learning what the Lord wants me to do so that I can be closer to him. And so over the last two weeks, I have done like two juice cleanses and today I'm fasting. Like I really am seeking the word of the Lord in my life, in my body in what I'm eating, what I'm consuming in my relationship with, with the food that I eat, like even understanding, you know, the, the food that's alive versus, versus the food that's dead, the food that's processed versus, you know, food that can bring more light into my body. And like consciously, even when I eat meat now, I'm like thinking about, I, I'm not a vegetarian. I will eat meat. I'm, I'm a 
you know, I'm a red blooded American. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I will eat meat, but when I do, it's, it's a conscious appreciation for that fish or that, you know, cattle or whatever. And I know I'm kind of going deep into this, but what I'm trying to say is the Lord loves me so much that he's walking me through this health journey. He's walking me through the understanding of my mind, my my mental capacity, how I feel and my hormones and my emotions when I consume certain foods and drinks. So what I've learned from that is he loves me enough to do that. He loves me enough to walk me through, you know, shooting a vaccine into my body and, you know, what that will mean. And maybe it's really not that big of a deal. Like maybe it's, it's going to be fine. Maybe it really would just not be that big of a deal for me. And it would just be better for me to be a part of the overall group of people who are doing that and following that statement and, and everything. And I think that is wonderful. Um, and also I know that the spirit will guide me and I know that the spirit will guide you. That's the point that I'm trying to make is that like, you can know for certain through your own personal revelation that the decisions that you're making, even when they come from the first presidency or suggestions or whatever, you know, that you can know for certain that it is the Lord speaking that into your life. Yeah, I think that is so true. And either way, you're going to be fine. Either way, you're going to, going to be on your learning journey. And he's got us either way. And I just, I love that, you know, you talked about that maybe it is okay. And maybe it's not. And so here, I want to share, I was on that thought process of like, well, how could, you know, this is my thought process. How could they promote something that was so bad? And that's where I was at. And the Lord said, well, it's just a different perspective. And I was like, oh, so I've been putting this into that's all bad. That's all good. And it's really just a different perspective. And he has us, we we're on this journey through all of our lessons and mistakes and all those things are actually part of what we wanted to learn in mortality, what, how we wanted to learn to not judge ourselves, how we wanted to learn to follow the prophet, how we wanted to learn to follow the spirit of the law versus a letter of the law. All of us have such different moments and time in our timelines of where we're at and what we're learning. And I, I don't think that, there, you know, like I said, kind of in the beginning, going back to that little box, when I, my sister had mentioned, you know, told me she wasn't um, active anymore and doesn't believe it anymore. I immediately wanted to put all the whole thing in this understanding in the, the box that I knew. And the Lord was very, very particular. He says, hold on to stay with me with this. And it has been so helpful because I just have been able to see that there are so many other perspectives out there on all of our situations, so many other solutions. And that's what personal revelation is for. That spirit of the law is necessary. If you think again about, you know, the commandments the 10 commandments, for example, they are a letter of a law. What's the spirit of the law? What is the spirit guiding you to do? Just like Kirsten, you're talking about the word of wisdom. These are just boom, boom, boom. Here's a few handful of things. That's a letter of the law, right? So what's the spirit of the law? What are some more, what are other things? What are some reasons of why that? And what are some situations um, that you encounter that will help you receive further enlightenment that have nothing to do with really what's in the word of wisdom at the time? Does that make sense? So we hope yeah. that, you know, some of the journey of our own processing 
of where we're at and what we're experiencing and going through again, this is just where we're at right now. We're evolving. We're learning from the Lord and growing. And I just think if anything we can do and anything we can say today is that how amazing it is that you have personal relationship with the savior. You have personal revelation. You have been receiving personal revelation this entire time. Keep going with that. Keep working on having your heart be humble and softened by him so that you can continue, right? That's my goal. So I can continue to receive revelation on certain matters. And just because you're not at where somebody else is or where, you know, the first presidency are saying, that doesn't mean that it's, that all of it's not true anymore. It just means you're at where you're at and to not judge it and to not fear that you're not with God. And that was what I learned is that I was being fearful that maybe I haven't been, you know, with God. And then, and that's not true. I've figured that out right away. I was like, no, he's, I'm still seeking him in everything. And I know each of you are too. And your decisions that you're making today are just right for you and just have that trust and go to him if you have any question on it. And that's, that's exactly um, where we should go with all things that are presented to us is go to the Lord and ask what would be for our best path. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, sisters. Great to be on here with you today. And we look forward to being on another pod with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.